Hey, 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 guys, what's up? This is the best you nation. My name is Adler. This is Finn. And Finn, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, man. How are you? Uh, man, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I'm kind of stressed moving halfway across the country uh, back to the East Coast. So um, done a lot of packing and yeah, yeah, I've done a lot of packing, done a lot of, uh, you know, getting things together. You really don't realize how much stuff you acquire, like after spending some time uh, in a, a place for six months or so. Like I, I knew I brought clothes and stuff, but, you know, I ended up getting like extra hoodies because I didn't realize how cold it was going to be. Um, like uh, we got an, I got an air fryer. Um, like, I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, there's just extra stuff that I didn't really have beforehand that I now have to find a way to squeeze into my car or ship back and carry with me throughout the airport. I don't know. Are you are you driving back or are you flying back? No, I shall not drive back. One, um, it's it's not that it's too long of a drive. I probably could do it if I really wanted to. But um, I wanted to ship my car just to save it on mileage. Um, I've put in absurd amount of miles on my car so far and it's only a 2020 so um i'm trying to preserve it as much as i can because i want to say by august of this year i'll have it completely paid off and i paid it off in three years which is good and then i'm not buying a car for you know another five years like it's gonna be this is gonna be my baby for um, right now. Yeah, I gave you a lot of personal information, but uh, I'm letting you guys know this is the the Adler plan. This is the, you know, where I see myself going in the next, like, you know, couple years or so. Well, good, man. I'm, I mean, I'm, you got to have, you have to have a plan. You have to have a stepping stone to go from A to B. Um, I think uh, one of the things about that is, is that, you know, you have the opportunity to uh, kind of figured some things out, especially having to pack things down. I always feel like you, you know, you do, you accumulate things and then you have to figure out what you're going to do with them. Um, so the good thing know, is, maybe. the good thing is like where I'm at is just like, it's a whole bunch of like furniture and stuff. Like I don't have to, you know, take that with me. I just gotta just literally just grab my things and go. So, um, you know, I, I'm just trying to finish up the last of that. And I have made a handful of friends out here. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like rough only because like you, you just made these connections and stuff. And um, like uh, one of my buddies, he's got two daughters and I've kind of gotten like pretty close with them. Um, I think one is like seven, the other one's like four or five-ish. And they're just, you know, really good girls. And like, I was telling them goodbye the other day and they got teary eyed and I was like, ah, oh, man, like this, ah, oh. <sighs> okay. It's, it's, I'm not, I'm not crying. My eyes are sweating. You know, you know how that is. So it's a, uh, it's hard saying goodbye. It is hard. It is hard saying goodbye, but you know, one thing you do, you can look back on is like the fact that you have people that you could go visit and you have people who are able to visit it's you true. made these connections in other parts of the country, which is always awesome. Like, I feel like that in itself is an opportunity that a lot of people don't 
either don't have or don't want to have or they don't want to leave their zip code and because I've traveled myself, you know, I've moved a lot as a kid and I will say the hardest thing was starting over again and again and again. But you then also count them as blessings and realizing the people that you met along the way, uh, they give you insight on life, you kind of shape as a person, they rub off on you, you know, like I, I appreciate that part of the moving process. Obviously, it's always hard saying goodbye to people or say, hey, until next time. Um, but it's it's an area of life where you can grow a lot. I think traveling gives you an opportunity to grow as a person. And right. I will say that it gives you perspective and an, an understanding. Like I call it culture. It cultures you. It, it, it you to be better. Well, and, you know, it's, it's actually funny that we're talking about this because, you know, I had no intention of bringing it up on air, but um, it actually kind of ties in to today's topic. Um, and today's topic, like, you know, Finn and I, we, we always do like a, a pre, um, like pre, uh, like a pre-meeting before we do um, the show. And we had been discussing that doing the hard things, the hard things are tough to do. And one of the things that, um, you know, if I can be completely transparent, that um, I dealt with initially when I started traveling was just being on my own. That was like the most daunting thing because it's just like, all right, I'm on my own now and I have no choice but to you know, um, like figure out how I'm going to like get things done. And now as I've been doing this now for like the last like three years, I've realized there, there's one aspect that I didn't even counter, like count for was getting attached. I didn't account for, um, how many people I would meet along the way and how many like good friends I would make along the way. Now, like I have the luxury of saying I, I've got friends in New York, I got friends in Ohio, I got some friends in Georgia, I got friends all um in, out here in California now. Like I didn't I didn't anticipate um like how many friendships I would make like all, along the way. And that's the that's the one thing that is tough with what um the the life of a travel nurse. Um my, what I do. Um and like, you know, I I I think I've made it be known. I signed a contract with myself that I would travel for about five years and I had to have like X amount of stipulations before I stopped. And I just never factored in um, just forming connections wherever I was traveling at and then leaving. So that was, that's, that's been the harder thing to adjust to. Um, especially like this, this assignment was really good. Like it was a really good experience for me. Um, like I know that a lot of people, um, they have their thoughts on California, but for, for me, for where I was at, like outside of wine country, it was a very good experience. It was, uh, one that I, I'll, I'll definitely cherish for the rest of my life. Awesome, man. No, I, th- and I, and I, and I think a lot of times, including myself, we, we judge California because we think of California as this high cost of state. Yeah, yeah we, we think about those yeah. things, but um, 
I'm just really happy to hear that from you, man, that you've had like an opportunity to meet a lot of new people. Um, it's a journey. I think that's one thing that when I hear you talk about it on a weekly basis for the last several months that you've been over there, uh, it gives me, it gives me like an opportunity to just kind of experience it through your experience. Like what it is like to go hiking, going, going on the Pacific and going snorkeling, you know, like that's something that you just won't, you can't experience that unless you go over there. And a lot of people are held back from going that way because of, uh, you know, how California is. And I just, I appreciate you sharing it. Every, I think like every time we've gotten on here, you've shared like your experience, like something that you did. Like, I think when we were in New York, Cassandra and I, you kind of, we were on the phone at the airport and you were just kind of telling me about your, I think you're going, you're going snorkeling? No, you were explaining. Was, you're telling me about it. I was actually Hawaii. Yeah, I went to Hawaii. Oh yeah, you um, went to Hawaii. But like, how many? Yeah. How many? You know that that's it's easier to do from California than it is it's to fly true. to Florida. It was way cheaper to fly in California. It was way cheaper to find a flight out here than it was to uh, do it yeah. like Florida. So I, I definitely would say that for sure. You also got to do something else, which I like to go back on before we get started. Is just like the opportunity you had to get your parents out there and just enjoy a week worth of time, yeah. quality time with your parents. And I think that, you know, when you're in Florida, it's nice to go to the beach. It's nice to go somewhere about at least an hour away from your, where you live. It's definitely different when you can go from the state that you live in to an entirely different part of the country. And it's just, it's, it's the experience in itself that changes the, the whole like vibe. So I think that was something that I know that you cherish a lot too, is just having that opportunity to essentially give back to your parents and realizing that in your thirties, like when you were five, six, seven, eight years old, the same people that you just took out and had fun, you know, just living it up and, and, and everybody wearing the same outfit, essentially like kind of matching as a family. These are the same people that now that were raising you, disciplining you, telling you, Hey, you shouldn't do this. Hey son, you're going to be great at this. You're going to make good choices. You're going to make bad choices. And, and it's just like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a reality check. Everything kind of comes full circle. So, yeah. um, it, I mean, again, like I, I can say this, it's, it's been a, a good opportunity. Um, like since I've been here, I've been, um, kind of, uh, training like back to like, cause before I was, I, I was traveling, I was like training, like myself in the gym but then i was also training with a whole bunch of people right so um i kind of got back into training a little bit this this is smidge and um you know i was helping um i guess we can call it client but i was trying to help her out um with uh just you know getting back in the gym and everything like that and one of the things i always sit down and i try to explain is like hey the journey that you're about to take it's a daunting task. It's scary. It's not easy. And so I need you to mentally understand what you're going to put yourself through because you're about to transform your whole entire body and it's not going to be easy. And, you know, she kind of, she kind of like, Oh yeah, whatever, you know? And so like, I, it just kind of ties into the whole, like, you're going to have to learn how to do hard things. And like one, one thing that I actually, I actually encountered this, and I don't know if you, you can relate to this. I've had, um, I've had somebody like say, uh, 
she was asking me like, okay, you know, what's your routine? And like, I can say since January, I'm down like 14 pounds, uh, definitely stronger than I have felt in quite some time. And, um, you know, I'm feeling really, really good about like my overall just health, physique, everything, like not many, I don't, like I was having knee pains and stuff. I'm not having any issues currently. And um, I was explaining that, you know, I do cardio, I lift weights, I um, fast um, about 15, 16 hours a day. Um, I've been taking something called Celsius. It's a energy drink. Um, and, you know, it has some fat burning qualities in it as well. And then I've also um, just been consistent with every step that I take. And I'm explaining to her what I did. And she was just like, oh, wow, that's impressive. 14 pounds. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I feel good. You know, and I was, I was you know, talking to her very candid, just like we, we're doing right now. And then she goes, so this Celsius, it works for losing weight, huh? And I was like, I mean, yeah, it has fat burning qualities in the drink itself, but I just explained to you, I did a whole bunch of stuff in addition to it in order to drop or lean out. So I'm not sure what you're trying to hint at. And she was just like, I'm going to buy me some Celsius. I think this is going to, this is going to be a game changer. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I need to make sure that you understand you can buy it. I don't care. Like, but you need to understand that in addition to the Celsius, there is cardio, there is fasting, there's following a diet, there's lifting, there's four, five other things that I'm doing along with this. And then she was just like, I'm going to get it. And I'll let you know how my results are. And I said, okay, that's fine. I'm, you can go ahead and do your thing. And my, 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 my I guess where I kind of get like, it rubs me the wrong way. And I don't know if the, if you're going to follow me on this at all, but it rubs me the wrong way when you're doing something and you're telling, like, you're recounting, like, all the things that you're doing. And you're saying, like, I'm doing, like, six to seven different things in order to move this direction in life. And this is where I'm heading. And I'm, con I'm convicted in my heart. I'm focused and I'm headed this direction. And then just for somebody to minimize it and say, Oh, you did this one thing and then they expect to, for that one thing that they're doing to get the exact same results that you're getting. And it's like, no, you're never going to get that, that result that I'm getting because I'm putting in way more effort in it. And, you know, it, that's kind of like where the, the whole, um, topic of doing the hard things kind of came into play because I, I started to realize that. Society wants a one size fits all plan to do everything and anything. They want that super magic pill that will help you drop weight. They want to fit, uh, press that easy button so that way, um, you know, you can they can start a podcast or they can start a business idea or um, just whatever it is that, that comes to mind. And like a lot of people come up with these, like they just say, all right, I'm doing this one thing not focusing on all the other things that it actually takes in order to, to find the level of success that they're seeking. And I'm not sure if, I'm not even sure like if, if that's something that you've encountered yourself, but like, even when we talk about our podcast, right. Um, I met a, um, a lady out here and she was you know telling me an idea for podcasts and, you know, she's trying to put it together. 
and I was explaining to her a lot of the ups and downs and the, the, the hard work it takes in order to produce, drop a video, make sure the content's crisp, make sure that you put promotion stuff on social media. And I was explaining it to her and she was just like, yeah, I think, I think I'll be good. Like, and just kind of like dismissing like the process, like you're going to have like weeks where you only have one listener. You have to be okay with having one listener. Don't get discouraged and you have to be consistent. You got to work hard. You got to um, produce content. And so like the fact that we're like, I think this we're coming off of our, our best month ever, I think. Right. I think that's what you were saying. Um, since producing yeah, we, the we, we, uh, since we started, since we launched the podcast in 2019 going into 2020, really, yeah. uh, we have produced, uh, over, we almost, we're almost at a total of 200. I mean, it's 200 episodes because it includes the video podcast for the video editions as well. But, yeah. um, <clears throat> we've, we've exceeded last year, um, the reason I, I actually talked about this on Instagram earlier today on a live, I was kind of talking about like how a year, last year in the, in the month of June to July, that was our best month as far as how many people listen to our episode, our podcast, yeah. it's an episode, but our podcast. So it was like 683 people listened to it in the month of July, I think, or June is in the month of June. It was 683 episodes or listeners. Yeah. And that just says something when you go back and look at where we started, we were listening for the month. The first month we ever had was 129 people. Uh, that was when we first started. And that was just collectively across like two or three platforms. And that's another thing. I just, I think that when you, when you, with this, you know, I just want to, I, I want to pitch in something because this is where my brain kind of goes. Yeah. But I, I, I will say with a podcast, it was something that we used to talk about a lot and it was kind of the, how's your small little pot? How's your small little podcast going? Oh yeah. Um, how's your little podcast. Yeah. yeah. That, that's our, that's our favorite. I love, I, I think you and I enjoy going back it's, to the, whoever says that. It's the, the, the dismissive attitude for me. That's the thing yeah. that always gets me is the dismissive mm -hmm. attitude. Well, it's because people don't realize that, Again, the amount of work that goes into this, there are days that I'm not going to lie. Like I've had issues, uh, uploading the podcast, uh, but you know, we're trying to make sure that we're you know, we're consistent and have it out on Mondays. And I'll be honest, there's times where even just recently where it didn't upload properly. And I had to do a weekend edition because I wanted to make sure that it was out because we had another episode coming out on Monday. So I had to make right. sure that I was, you know, still producing it's doing something is better than doing nothing at all so even though it didn't come out on a monday it was following up on social media letting people know hey guess what it's out on saturday instead of monday but you still have an episode and so i think that people don't realize that the easy way out right easy way out my dad used to say there's no shortcuts in life and i want to counter with this more so there are shortcuts in life what he's saying is, without saying it, is that there are shortcuts, right? There are shortcuts, but you teach your child that there aren't. But if you were to break down why there's no shortcuts in life, it's really him his way of saying there are shortcuts in life, but when you choose to take these shortcuts, you're going to sell yourself short. You're not going to be as – the expectation that you have <laughs> isn't going to be the same as what you may have put in your head. And – you also miss out on the opportunity to 
embrace the entirety of the journey. It's kind of like, it's like cooking. It's like trying to get a cake baked before a birthday party. And you realize that it is like 3 PM and the party's at six and you still have to do all these different things. And you decide to make this cake, but the cake is half baked and shorthanding yourself on things or, you know, cutting yourself short or, or I guess the whole idea of taking the easy way out. You miss, you miss the opportunity to be, it doesn't have to be success. It's more so just the opportunity to be uh, able to say I've done this or I've completed this because example, like the the lady that you were using, right? The example that you presented with, uh, with the person working out, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I've experienced that myself too. I had a moment where I thought, man, I want to have the, I just want to take, you know, get a, you know, fat burning pill or something or try something to see if it can help me lose weight, but I would not go to the gym. So I'm going to be honest. I mean, this is kind of what the beautiful thing about this podcast is, but I realized that it wasn't working. If it, it required me to go to the gym because the, the, um, the concept of a fat burning pill, especially a thermogenic one is that you re- it requires your heart rate to be at a certain rate so that your body is stimulated. It's stimulating and it actually helps burn that resistant fat that we have. Most men have around their gut. Yeah. But people look for the short way, right? And I, and I think the reason why people look for the short way is that it's, their mindset is if I can do multiple things the short way, I can get multiple things done. And there, the value is, is lessened because of it. Um, so, you, I don't you know, know I do have a question. And, and, and this, is, this is my thing, right? Um, you have to be prepared. Anything that you're doing in life, anything you're doing in life, you must be prepared. Because if you don't put yourself in the best position possible, then how are you going to achieve any form of success? Think about it. Like you want to lose weight, but you don't go to the gym. You just take a fat burner and it's like, okay, I'm going to lose weight. You want to start a podcast and you don't actually write down content. You don't actually record videos or any audio. You you want to um, become a doctor but you never even apply to med school. Like these are things like you have to be prepared. You have to put yourself in the best position so that way you can succeed. And that is literally 80% of any success story is being prepared and being in the right position at the right time in order to receive that blessing, that, that, that gift. And like, I can only talk on my own experiences. Like when I went to nursing school, it, like, it, it was tough. Like I had to take my T's and I had to, um, uh, had to swallow a lot of humble pie because I had a scholarship that was offered and then rescinded. And I had to humble myself and say, all right, that was then, this is now, we are no longer in, in high school. We're now in college, it's time for you to be an adult. And it took me a long time to adjust for that. And so by the time I was 23 and I was heading into nursing school, I was finally in a place mentally where I was prepared to to try to apply for nursing school, but I still had to take the T's. I had to make sure I had a certain GPA. And then finally, when I was ready, I got into nursing school and I suffered and I went through it. And like, it, it's, it's one of those things where like I, I, I would ask people and I would research and say, Hey, I know you went to nursing school and do you have any tips? What's your pointers? And I'm, I'm trying to 
you know, I got a pen and a pad and I'm, I'm writing down everything and I'm trying to, you know, trying to take notes of what to expect and try to prepare myself. And the truth is, no matter how many times you call or you ask people for advice, there is no way to prepare for it because it's growth. Growth, at the end of the day, there is nothing that's ever going to prepare you for growth. But the only thing you can do is be prepared to grow, if that makes sense. Right. There's, no, there's no matter of research that you can do beforehand to be like, hey, I'm ready for growth. But you can get yourself in the right position in order to experience that growth. And that was like, that was something that was a, a hard, hard reality for me. Like I realized that there is no um, test review that I can just study and, and then I can just get all A's on all these tests. There is no, um, you know, this is going to be hard. And not only is it gonna be hard, I didn't factor in the, the mental toll, emotional toll that it would take on me because there was a part of me that's like started doubting. Like I didn't realize, I was like, do you, can I do this? Is this something that's even possible? And, and what nobody ever discussed is that doubt is part of the process. Like I'm, I'm sure, you know, we keep a very positive mindset here um, on the podcast and we have big goals and stuff, but you know, I would be lying at least myself if I, there were moments where I just doubted like, man, like, are, are we going to make it to that point? And I just like shake it out of my head and say, all right, no, I, I got to keep going. This, there's nothing, there's no reason why I can't get to where I want to get to. The only thing that's stopping me or holding me back is me. And I acknowledge that. And now I'm going out and I'm doing what I need to do. And that's usually how I try to push out whatever self-doubt that I have in any given situation with the podcast, whether it be nursing school, um, whether it even be like to get the goal to um, start traveling. Like I have to push those thoughts out because I have to focus on what I can focus on currently. Right. So I actually, while you're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking to myself, you know, from a personal perspective, from a personal viewpoint, I think that one of the things that for me personally is that you, when you're going through life and you have the opportunity, right? The opportunity, I've used the word opportunity a lot, but it is the truth. It's <laughs> We have the blessing to get up every morning and get up and do whatever it is that we want to do. We have the same, like you would say yourself with 24 hours a day, you have the same amount of time somebody else has. But one of the things that kind of comes to mind for me personally is that it is a, you say it's a lot, disservice. It's a disservice to yourself when a shortcut or taking it the easy way or trying to prevent the hardships that are ahead of you. Um, I feel like you are doing a disservice to yourself by reducing the value that you can be like what your worth is. So mm -hmm. for example, um, man, I had a really good example in mind. <laughs> Essentially it, it, in, in, in retrospect, the idea is that I was thinking more so of the, of the fact that when I went through, when I went through nursing school, when I went through EMT school, right. I remember I went through school and there was no like real preparation besides kind of understanding what to expect. But when it was time to take my remediation course, right. And, cool. and, I, and I'll kind of elaborate on the remediation course real quick. 
the remediation courses required by the state of Florida and pretty much any other state when you don't pass the national exam, you have to take it again. You have to take a 24-hour class. It costs five to $600 extra, and it's required. There is no way around that. There was, yeah. If I wanted to be an EMT, I needed to take a 24-hour class and bite the bullet and spend 500 600 bucks. That was the only way that I wasn't able to do it. And so sometimes what we try to do is we try to sneak around it and you miss the journey. You miss the, the greatness. You miss the, the part. Like it's, it's like, it's like, it's such a basic concept. I, but, I do have, I got a question for you actually. So yeah. the, the person that you were pre EMT, like the person that you were going into the program and try before you studied like that person. Right. Do you feel like you came out the same person or did you come out different? And if you did come out different, how so? Was it like a good, different, better? Like what? Like what was the, because I, so, I have a, okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I, I, it's a very simple question or simple answer. Sorry. Yes, I did feel like I, and this is just a cliche answer, but um, absolutely. I felt like me personally, I had gained a skill or a knowledge or understanding, a wisdom that is very hard to just get out from anywhere. You know, you, you go to an accredited school that teaches you what to know as an EMT in the scope of my practice. And I always make a joke. I mean, I could have gone to basket weaving university and got a degree in haystacking and people probably would sit there and laugh at me and think I'm weird because that just sounds wild. But it's because like, and I know it sounds stupid, but it's like the accreditation, really? You think there's accreditation in basket weaving university yeah. university, and, and getting a major, a bachelor's degree in, in haystacking? Like people would think I'm a joke if I said that. And, and I would think I'm a joke too, because that's not really, I mean, God forbid, if there really is a school out there called that, my apologies, but let's just be real, more than likely there's not. Sorry, Basket Weaving yeah. University. Yeah, sorry, Basket Weaving University. I actually was a joke during COVID. If I if I couldn't make it through COVID, I would just go become a basket weaver. But no, it it it's come it comes down to more so understanding and realizing that like, yes, I came out as a different person. And the reason why is just because A, like I said, you gain this knowledge that I didn't know prior to. Like understanding how the systems, the body, the anatomy works. And responding and having a, 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 a very um, calm mindset, even when the adrenaline is dumping in like gallons of adre adrenaline is going into your system and you still have to be steadfast to respond to an emergency situation. And then, of course, you got your other like rinky-dinky stuff that's like, okay, whatever. But it's still you understand why somebody has flank pain that leads to a potential kidney stone. So you understand those things. But if you ask me prior to – you talked to Finn before he was an EMT – I was oblivious. I didn't understand any of that stuff. I didn't really need to know it. It wasn't really an unlocked chapter of my journey at the time. But had I shortcutted it and gone to Basket Weaving University to become an EMC, I probably would not be where I am today just because Basket Weaving University doesn't offer that course. And they would just would have made it up as they went. You just don't really get the full beef and potatoes, the, the potential, the 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 full juiciness of success if you take a shortcut if you try to cut yourself shorter yeah. you yeah. 
you know, you don't really uh, go the full flesh mile. I mean, that's the problem. People want to go three quarters of a mile and say, all right, I did a mile because no one's going to know that I didn't do that other quarter mile. But the thing is, you know, who knows you do. And so at the end of the day, you're only just cheating yourself when you shortcut. Well, and and so the reason why I asked you that, um, like, so I, I find that in different stages of growth, that the person that you were going into it, heading into that obstacle, and the person that surpasses that obstacle that overcomes it is no longer the same person. You're completely different fundamentally. And the reason why I say that is because now you understand what it takes. You have dealt with the mental stress, the anxiety of whatever obstacle it is in real life, and you've done it. And now you know what to expect. You know, you know what to look for. And I, I think like uh, the the craziest part um, of any type of growth is um, let's let's I'm gonna bring it back to like basics, right? The craziest part of like growth, we can go to an infant. An infant when it comes out the womb, it's not walking, it's not talking. An infant right. when it comes out the womb is in like this jellyfish stage and they're swaddled and wrapped up. They don't have enough strength to hold their own bottle. And the thing is, as it takes time for you to grow, to get strong enough to do those things. The baby, there's not one time when a baby first starts taking its first steps where it gets so frustrated. It's like, you know what, this walking thing, it's so hard. How is everybody balancing themselves? I keep falling on my face. I keep falling on my side. I keep falling on my butt. I'm sore. You know what? This walking thing, it's not for me. Never mind. I'm not going to do it. And there's no point that any human being that is physically capable of walking hasn't eventually developed these skills to walk. And my point for bringing that up is people get so frustrated when they're setting out on a path or a journey or whatever goal they're gone. And they get frustrated, they get annoyed, they get um, like discouraged. Well, it's all part of growth. This is all part of it. There is no easy way to grow. There is no easy way to get to that next level, that next step. You have to go through some stuff and you gotta fortify your mind and you gotta fortify your approach and you gotta refine it and you gotta go hard every step of the way. There is no way around it. And I think once people start accepting that, then they'll start finding more success in their life, you know? And that's something that like, you know, whether like, especially like I, I, brought, up, I brought it up earlier, um, the, the lady that asked me about a podcast and, you know, it's like, all right, like you can, you can do the podcast any way you want. There's no one size fits all. It's not going to, um, it's not going to, be easy and how you go through your process is not going to be the same way I go through my process. But the one thing I do know is that you have to be consistent and you have to learn how to just learn how to clip, learn how to edit, learn how to post on social media. You have to do a lot of different things that you've never done before just to even put out content. And that's the growth that you and I have gone through. And that's just something that I just tried to educate her. Don't shorten or 
cheapen the process. Well, I think the one thing I can say on the podcast, right? Like for me personally, I have seen the amount of growth we've had. There's moments that you even mentioned the doubt, pro the doubting aspect of it, but like the overall looking back on where we were and where we are today, the secret is that you have to understand this. When you slow down, you tend to work better or you, you get things done faster. And people think like, that's, that's so weird. When I was able to analyze and break down the process to edit the video for the podcast and each platform is different and each platform isn't going to uh, have the video version of available. But what happens is, is that you develop a, a system, a process, you start understanding, um, what you can do to essentially develop your core as a person, because when you, when you miss out, when you miss out on opportunities, right, you miss out on the strides in life. It's a lot of times it's because like, why did I miss that? How did I miss that? That's weird. Why did I miss that? It's because we tend to shortcut ourselves. We tend to go the easy route. And I never think that the easy route is actually easier because the easy route, you tend to, you tend to miss things. And that means you still have to do twice as much work and invest twice as much time now because you missed things when you could have just stuck to the original way and you changing it, unless it's benefiting you, easy route is not really a long-term effective. It's very actually, it, it might get you to your end goal faster, but it doesn't actually give you a quality form of success. So when you take the easy route, next time you think about taking the easy route, think about where, what it is that you're trying to do. Certain things like, it's kind of like this. I'll give you an ex a real life example. This happened, you know, recently I reached out to you. I was painting your house and something didn't look right about the walls. One of two things could happen. Either A, I would have been, you know what? It's fine. I did one coat. It's okay. It looks good. It looks better than before. But in my own guilt conscious, I would have felt weird, really bad had I half a double S the job, right? But this is the example of the shortcut versus just doing it right the first time. Had I just said Adler, it's done because there was an incentive, right? We did have, we had a discussion, but the incentive was there, but a, I would have probably pissed you off Two, You'd been like, bro, come on, seriously. And three, it would have required me to stop and do it all, like do it again. I would have to still come in and redo it because it didn't look complete. It, you could still see that it was bleeding through the paint. And so I guess what I'm getting at is, is that I didn't go the easy route. Easy route would have been like, oh yeah, one coat's fine. looks great. But the right way to do it, the, the, the long way for the efficient aspect, for eyesight pleasing, I just had to do a second coat. And yeah. I reached out to you and told you that. And it's those little things like that as an example. That was the most recent thing I could think of where if I would have taken the shortcut, I would have had to still go back and redo it. And then you would have, it would have upset you and it could have delayed the process of someone moving in. So just like a lot of things that got in the way or could have gotten in the way. And this is just an example for anything. If you shorthand things, you take the easy way, you end up having to work twice as hard because now you have to catch up for time wasted or time that wasn't invested correctly. Cause there's you make, gaps. A valid, you make a very valid point. Like usually that easy way you think that you're going to do the easy thing and then it, you'll get it done within like, you know, a 
a lot faster, whatever that you think. But the easy way out is never truly easy. Easy way route, the easy way out usually means that you're taking the scenic route. Like you think that it's easy at first glance, but then you have to go back and fix and then you have to go back and prepare and then you have to adjust this. There is never a shortcut in life, honestly. There really isn't a shortcut in life. The only shortcut is to just put your head down and just go do the work, get to work. So I'm urging every single one of you listeners, whatever you, it is that you're trying to do in life, if you're trying to um, successfully revive a marriage, if you're trying to get that promotion at work, if you're trying to you know, get into college or get into school, whatever program, understand this. There's no way around the hard work. So the easiest thing for you to do is just tuck your head down and just get to it. Get to it. That's it. That's right. Well, that's I feel like that's like the mic drop right there. Call it a day. Yeah, I mean, hey, that I mean this, you know, we, we won't belabor the point. Um, you know, it's just go out there and do the work, man. That's it. Like <laughs> go out there and do the work. Um we are the best yeah we are the best you nation and part of being the best you the ethos is doing and living to the best of your capabilities don't shortchange it don't shorthand it learn how to put in the hard work and do what you need to get done um we we do our best to be a source of positivity um every week but we also are a source of just real like we we're going to give you the real as well it may be uncomfortable but we hope that not only that you grow from this that i also hope that i grow from it and you know ultimately i'd like to find a way to improve and become a better podcaster what'd you say i said i agree with you i me too i would i would hope that's for for all of everybody including us like that we're constantly going forward and growing exactly um, definitely show us some love on Instagram. Uh, follow us at the best you nation. Um, follow Finn at the Finn Foster. Um, and follow me at 24 hours in a day. Uh, I have a TikTok, uh, 24 hours in a day as well. We have a YouTube page. Just show us some love. We are available anywhere and everywhere you can find a podcast. And, you know, we push this content not only um, for you guys, but just to also prove to ourselves that, you know, we're making progress and we're, we're taking strides in the right direction. So, um, we appreciate you. We love you. Um, check out our content. Finn, if there's nothing else you got to add, take care, have a blessed week, stay calm, stay focused, do the hard work.